Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sports is a Job podcast, Journey of the Working Sports Professional. This is your host, Colby Castillo, and if this is your first time to the podcast, I welcome you with open arms. And to give you an idea of what I do on this podcast is I made this podcast to document my journey working through sports. My experiences with sports has made me believe it is the ultimate opportunity. And so on my journey, working towards being a college athletic director one day, I'll be spreading opportunity through sports. And secondly, I'm bringing on guests that currently work in the sports industry. These are individuals that are in positions you aspire to be in, that you are working towards. They'll share their insight, they'll share their journey, and they'll show you what it's like working their jobs. And lastly, the message I want to give to all of you is we are all on our own individual journeys, but you are not alone. And so with today's guest, um, she's my next door office neighbor. Um, She's someone that's helped show me the rope ever since I got here four months ago. She's somebody that I do consider a mentor. Uh, Her current title is Assistant Athletic Director, Senior Women's Administrator, and Wellness Center Director. And if what's crazy is her job, her job title probably doesn't, doesn't describe everything she does. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce Camille Meyer. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing today, Camille? Hi, Colby. I'm doing really well. Well, you know, we've had a lot of great conversations throughout the throughout my time here. And it, it's unfortunate I couldn't record it because I thought, you know, it would have been very, um, it would have brought a lot of value to listeners out there. And I want to start um, as your day as an athlete, you know, going back to high school as your younger days. And it's crazy that you never talk about your experiences as, as an athlete. And my dad was always a big basketball fan, and he always told me, you know, there was, like, certain players he watched, like, his Magic, Magic Johnson or, like, the shooters, and he was like, you know, certain players just have this natural touch to them. Like, they, you can just tell they can play. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, was these skills as a basketball player, you were a successful basketball player, um, you went to on play at Division One. was this something that you were naturally gifted with, or was this something you developed over time? Um, I think, you know, with working hard and and putting in time to develop the skills and the God-given gifts that you've been given. Um, So I think it's kind of a combo. I think a lot of athletes are blessed with a lot of different skills and a lot of different gifts. Um, But I think it's the the ones that succeed and go on and play are the ones that um, take a lot of their time and sacrifice a lot of different things where they choose to be in the gym or be on the field or be in the weight room versus maybe doing some other things that really actually helps them develop those skills that they've been given. So I think it's a little bit of a combination. You have skills that you've been given as far as athleticism, um, but there's a lot of competition out there, a lot of other people that are working just as hard as you. Um, So I think I spent a lot of time in the gym developing uh, ball handling skills, you know, shooting skills and all kinds of things because I'm not, I'm only 5'6", so I wasn't too big, so I needed to, needed to develop a lot of different things if I was going to play um, at a higher level. That's great to hear, and I think that's great for the listeners to hear because, one, um, a lot of time we get caught up in natural talent and say that we're given certain things. I think certain people, um, one of the very skills that everybody can work at and everyone is available to everyone is hard work and I think that's what everybody needs to know whether it's athletics um, working in your career you know hard work is something you can control and so then I want to move on you know you chose the University of Iowa as as a school you wanted to go to and I mean it was very far away it was 569 miles away it's eight hour 58 minute drive so it's nowhere near home um you know what was what was your time like there you know how was it being away from home how did that you know push you to be develop personally and develop professionally and make you who you are today. Yeah, I had a really good experience at the University of Iowa just because 
Um, it did take me away from home. So um, at a at a younger age, you're, you're kind of learning the ropes on your own, but you also have teams and your team and your coaches and some other fellow athletes that are in the kind of a similar situation as you are. So you have, you know, you quickly find another family. You quickly find another family that's going to help you kind of work your way through college, um, especially that first year. Um, obviously, I was homesick, that especially that uh-huh. first semester. Um, there's always that transition period, but if you allow yourself to just be open to new experiences, you allow yourself to be open to new people, um, you're, you'll gain a lot more um, than than just, you know, staying in your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, like, just getting out of my comfort zone was one of the best things that I could have done for myself when I was 18 or 19 trying to, trying to find a, a college to play. You know, I could have stayed closer to home with some schools around here. Um, but it was something about the University of Iowa and the coaching staff and the team that they had there that drew me there. Mm-hmm. And um, I made the right de- – thankfully I made the right decision because they took me under their wing and showed me a lot of different things. And I think just as a person I grew – I grew up, you know, I learned a lot of a lot of skills just to, you know, work hard, uh, go to class, mm-hmm. do all the little things, time management, and I allowed other – people to show me kind of the ropes and things yeah, so yeah. I would say just getting out of the comfort zone and and being open to other opportunities and being open to to other people helping me um there's definitely all those people out there that are going to help you along your journey do you remember who the uh who they came down to with between when you were signing with Iowa was it what other yeah. schools were you looking at um it was University of Iowa University of North Dakota okay, just yeah, a half yeah, hour yeah. down the road North Dakota State is an hour away from my hometown mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had a couple other schools that I was going to visit but decided not to. Because uh, once I visited Iowa, um, it, it felt like home. Yeah, Even though yeah. it was far away, it still felt like home. And it just felt like uh, opportunity that to play at in the Big Ten was, was what I wanted to try and do and test my skills and mm-hmm. test myself mm-hmm. and challenge myself. And then at the same time, knowing that um, getting out of my comfort zone and challenging myself, I was going to have people there that were going to yeah, support me. Yeah. So that was kind of the ultimate decision was how it felt and, and who was going to be there to kind of develop me and help me as well. I mean, you did go go off to have a successful career, and I actually have the stats. These are actually current stats as far as um, where you are in the record books. I mean, you're a 1,000-point scorer for the Iowa Hawkeyes. You currently rank fourth in school history with 231 three-pointers, fourth in assists, and then 13th in career scoring. And then not to mention, I think one of the most important things, especially you're at a big Division One, you're academic all Big Ten for three years. Um, so what did the, what being as a student athlete helps you in your job today? Like what skills transferred over from being a former student athlete? Oh, there's a lot of different things that I think I have taken from my time as a student athlete. Um, the biggest one is um, just working with other people. Um, you know, you're you're on a team with a lot of different backgrounds, and you learn to appreciate um, everyone's different backgrounds, everything that they bring to the table, and you figure out how everybody's gonna fit under one umbrella and and become successful at, on the court. So when you transition into the workforce, you know, again, you're working with a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds, and you know, you just you develop those interpersonal skills of, hey, we may not agree on this, or we may be different, or we may have mm-hmm. different experiences. Mm-hmm. But you learn that everybody brings something special to the table. So I'd say just being a part of that team and being a, and knowing how to work with other people and developing that interpersonal skill with communication. And then the other thing is, is you really learn to, I feel like, 
if you care about people and you care about your teammates, you care about the people that you're working with, um, I think those are the two things that really help you develop good relationships and a good working environment, which everybody wants and everybody yeah, hopes for. Yeah. Um, I would say just on the developmental side, you know, you learn to, to juggle a lot of different things as a student mm-hmm. athlete. And so when you get into administ- when you get into administration, um, you're you're doing the same thing. You know, you, no day is the same. Yeah. Especially yeah. at a smaller institution, you're you're hopping from one thing to the next. You're involved in a lot of different things. You're wearing many different hats. There's a lot of different situations that arise, so you mm-hmm. kind of learn to to manage your time, manage what you need to do, um, just from a, a developmental, just everyday uh, ability to stay organized and be attentive to everybody that needs something you know Mm -hmm. because when you're taking Mm -hmm. care of you know 300 student athletes and um however many coaching you know every uh, our institution has over 30 30 employees um just in our department so everybody's got those different needs and so i think um just being able to manage that and being able to develop those good relationships and have people trust you um, i think you learn that by being on a team Mm -hmm. Um, you learn that from how your coaches uh handle handle things and handle issues that come up um so i think it's just the yeah those are the, the two biggest things is interpersonal skills and building relationships and building trust and then just the ability to to be able to handle the different things and the different day-to-day tasks that come yeah, up yeah yeah i definitely understand like <laughs> now knowing you know it's it's the experience working has been more than what i thought it was going to be like mm-hmm. how you said the day-to-day is never the same it's always different and then, so the next thing I want to go into is, um, I played sports my whole life, and two of the people, I mean, two sides of it was, my family had a big effect on me, and then there was always coaches that were always huge and part of my life. And then you did play for coaches like Lisa Bluter, um, she's a leader figure in college women's basketball, and then obviously you also played for other coaches throughout your youth days and in high school days. So who was a coach that you remember had a huge impact on you? Uh, well, Coach Bluter definitely, I mean, because, mm-hmm. you know, going to college um and she was my first female coach that I played for um I always had male coaches growing up so being going in and having a female figure and a female uh somebody that is well respected in in the industry and has been coaching for a long time she had a really big impact because um she was one of those that um had tough love at times Mm -hmm. but also showed how she cared for her players um, she still cares for them afterwards. You know, I've been done playing now for seven, eight years, but, you know, she still texts or oh, wow. will um, yeah. send a letter once in a while. Um, she keeps up with you. She's always there to help you after your career. Um, so somebody that is at that level and has had so many people playing under her, um, she never forgets who played for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just that level of care. Um, and then also just what she developed, she, you know, she talked about um, being a woman and being a leader and mm-hmm. what that means um, and what kind of um, what it means to be a, a collegiate women's basketball player um, and just hearing her stories and also her assistant stories and everything that they kind of went through to get to where they're at yeah. um, I would say I take a lot of those lessons she also just taught you know just very little things you know how to be prepared for meetings mm-hmm. um, how to how to prepare for games, but then also she emphasized academics. So she emphasized a lot of little things. And I think after the fact, um, you realize how much that helps you 
grow and develop Mm -hmm. Um, from just a leadership standpoint for I was fortunate to be able to be a captain for three years under her and have individual meetings with her as far as you know she took time out to develop what it means to be a captain what it means to be a leader um, what it means to have those morals and values when you're leading other people Um, and that's and she lived by that Mm -hmm. you know she's she's a family person she's family oriented and I feel like everything that she preached to us, she was living it herself. Yeah, and that's her, important. Mm-hmm. And, her, and her staff was living it as well, mm-hmm. you know. So family-oriented, um, taking care of each other, and just kind of showing what a leader is. Um, and that just, you know, developing communication skills. Um, yeah, so I think, I think she was one of the biggest impacts mm-hmm. that I had, you know, especially in college and being the first female that I played for. And her, and her staff is all all female as well um so you know obviously every coach has that tough love side too which at the end of the day is tough but you really appreciate it because she's getting the most out of you she knew how to Mm -hmm. get the most Mm -hmm. out of you um so that was uh something that I'll always everything that she did for us during our time there and everything she did for us or does for us after um I owe a lot to her I owe Mm -hmm. a lot to to my ability to be in the career that I am now. Um, she's a role model to look look at how her long career and, and now being a woman going uh, through the administrative side of stuff, um, you know, it just thinking about kind of how she handled things and handled different issues and what she talked to us about. And she also, the other thing now just sitting here thinking is that she, she taught us how to be really thankful for the opportunities that mm-hmm. we have. You know, she taught us why it's special to be doing what we're doing as a Division One athlete. And so now I think about that in my workplace is it's special that I get to be a woman and working in collegiate athletics and to take advantage of those opportunities mm-hmm. to learn. So that's something that, that um, there's just all kinds of things that looking back now that I realize that I, I gained from her mm-hmm. going through my career. Um, the other one uh, growing up too was uh, when I was in high school I had – uh, girls basketball coach. His name is Eric Schmidt. He's actually the defensive coordinator now at the University of North Dakota. Okay. Um, so he's a football coach, but he was started his career at the at Kirkson High School teaching and coaching, and he was my girls bas or girls basketball coach. And he was somebody too that um, I learned a lot about what it means to be tough on the playing field, mm-hmm. um, what it means to to work really hard and to develop skills and to take you know what you do as an athlete seriously mm-hmm. um and he was a and he was a coach that listened to you you know he got your perspective he wanted to know what you were thinking he loved to talk sports um and he's another one that keeps up with his former athletes you know I played with, for him over 10 years ago mm-hmm. and still he'll fr- hear from him uh still get text messages from him so I think it's those coaches that take the time out and care about you as a person have the most effect on you. And so that's one of the things that, that I hope to, to help others in mm-hmm. their careers mm-hmm. is just the people that really take the time out and care about you as a person as well as your skills as an as a athlete um, are the, the people that I take the most yeah. from. And I could definitely tell like it transferred over to your, like, your leadership style now, especially with my like, personal experience with you and then like the way – I see you treat like a lot of our student workers. A lot of times you ask them like, what's going on? Like, how are you doing like outside of work? You know, the work, work isn't always the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got things at home, oh, you don't have to come to work today. You know, take the day off. And I think for me personally, and I speak for everybody else, like we really appreciate, appreciate the fact that you do that. And then. In part one of this episode, 
You heard about Camille Myers days playing basketball in high school and eventually going to Division I playing at the University of Iowa women's basketball team. Now, we move on from that part of her life and we go into her professional career. We hear about how it all began. We hear her story, her success, and how she she thought she would be a coach and didn't think she would end up being working in athletic administration. So now, let's take a listen. So going into, um, so after your playing days and then you go into your career, um, working in college athletics, was that something that you always imagined? I mean, you started off here at UMC um, working as assistant women's basketball coach. So was it always something you thought you were going to be doing? No, I actually never really thought about working in collegiate athletics, to be honest. Um, I actually thought I would, I, I thought I would coach, mm-hmm. but I thought I'd maybe coach at um, the high school level and be a teacher or something like that. So that was kind of my path. And then um, after when I was done, Mike Reisland gave me a call and asked if I wanted to be um, his grad assistant. Um, so I thought that would be a good idea. I could get my master's in education and see how I like college coaching. And then if not, then I'd go on and be a teacher and coach at, at the high school level or something like that. And then um, after I was got done coaching and got my master's, one thing led to the next where um, Stephanie Helgeson, the athletic director here at University of Minnesota Kirkston, um, asked me to apply to be her assistant AD and senior women's administrator. And it took me a little bit of time to think about that because um, it was just, it, I was 24 at the time and yeah. it was just, I was thinking, oh, I'm, I think I want to coach or I think, you know, I'm not sure if I, administration was what I wanted to get into right off the bat at 24. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but thankfully she, she talked me into it and I decided to go for it and I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been an administrator for, under her for um, around four years now, five years and um, every year I've taken on different duties and learned different things and something that I appreciate about her is she's another one that um, has opened the door mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. me just in uh, never says no uh, to anything that I want to learn about um, at, at a smaller institution I've had the ability to do a lot of different things from game management to marketing and promotions to corporate sponsorship to now being the wellness center director I'm on a number of different committees, obviously do a lot of work with Title IX, and just the ability to, to learn a lot of different things, and, and, and she's allowed that to happen. Yeah. Um, so it's, it was the right choice, definitely, in, in my first career opportunity to, to be able to just learn a lot of different roles while I've been here. So mm-hmm. um, it was looking back five years ago when I made the decision to, to, to be a college administrator, I wasn't sure what I was uh-huh. getting into. Didn't think that'd be the route, but um, thankfully, just it took one person to open up a different door that I didn't realize was out there. So, um, definitely thankful to to Steph and 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 her pointing me in a direction of my career that I didn't think about. I think the big question is, do you regret it now, <laughs> sitting here? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't regret it. I mean, there's of course administration isn't easy. It's not mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, there's things to celebrate. Things that you know sometimes don't always go the best way for your department um but at the end of the day if you believe in what you're doing and you believe in in trying to help other younger younger uh young adults uh learn through um their ups and downs you know there's always adversity mm-hmm. i think that's one of the great things about sports is you go through adversity with mm-hmm. the wins and the losses and um 
if, if you believe in what you're doing and you believe in being able to help those people, um, you try to focus. It's been a tough day and things haven't gone your way as an administrator or something like that. Or, um, you know, you, you try to focus on what you're actually doing, which is you're there for the student athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, you Sometimes you have to make hard decisions, but at the end of the day, if, if you're working with the student athletes and you have their best interest and you're trying to help them, um, that's really why you get into stuff. I mean, that's why I wanted to be a coach because I wanted to teach other people the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so since I didn't take that route, now I hopefully can have an effect on, on student athletes mm-hmm. as when their career starts coming to an end and they, they need to find that new spot um, in their careers, hopefully I can just be somebody that can be there for them. Uh, so you try to try to remember the right perspective when you're an administrator, especially when days are, are harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, did, I definitely did make the right choice because I wouldn't have learned this much, I don't think, in five years doing something yeah, else. So. Yeah, and I think you always brought it up. We also had a conversation earlier about how um, I think for myself sometimes I even got frustrated because you mentioned like we're at a small D2 school so we can't get everything we want or certain things don't go our way. And I remember having a conversation with you we were talking about perspective and it was like, well, you know, like, look at where you at. You know, I think this is a great starting point for you in your career. I mean, you get to do a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have Steph here who's opened the doors for, for young individuals like myself and then you at the time. And then, they, like, even Hunter, who's also our marketing director here. I mean, we're all young. I, I joked around with her. I was like, we must have the youngest, you know, the youngest athletic <laughs> administration in the NSIC conference or in the, in the country. But, you know, I've been fortunate enough. And I think... Um, like putting everything in perspective has really helped and that's something that you brought up you know understanding when t- the, the tough days are are the days are going rough like what are you here for i mean at the end of the day the reason why you got into this was to help other young adults help other student athletes and provide them opportunity and i think that's been a great um great advice that you've given me since when i got here and I, something i've been working on is keeping everything in perspective and being grateful for the opportunity that i have here and what i have and the impact that i can have on other people yep. and then so I mean, you'll, you'll probably won't say you're successful, whether or not you believe it. I think you, you know, you've had successful far, so success so far. And you mentioned, you know, you started this off at 24 and then here you are. I mean, you're assistant athletic director, senior, senior women's administrator now um, since like well, last semester, I believe, was the one center director. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have a lot of these responsibilities, a lot of these these titles and the things you do. That a lot of people, um, they don't go on to do until they're you know, past 30 or later on in their 40s. So what would you say um, is the key to success? What's your success story if you had to sum it up? Because, I mean, you, you, you've you touched on it earlier. You said, you know, your time as a student athlete is giving you skills. Um, obviously, your work ethic has played a part into it. But what was what would be one thing, just one thing, if you had to tell anybody that has been the key to, to your success? Mm, that's a good question. Put me on the spot. The one thing that is a key to my success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the key to my success is um, every day um, coming to work um, and just trying to do the job to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you try not to uh, carry anything into your job or carry anything out of your job as far as um, something that's been hard or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think every day... Um, when I wake up in the morning and I walk out the door, I just try to think that today's a new day and um, every day you're coming to do a job and you're coming to do the job as best as you can. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I know we just talked about perspective. So I think for me is always just to remain 
grateful for what I'm doing and then to always remember to just do the best that I can every day mm-hmm. um, and so if I come with that mindset um, I think I have the the right perspective and I'll be able to do the job right mm-hmm. um, I just don't ever want to be someone that is carrying into kind of a negative attitude yeah. or anything like mm-hmm. that so that's why um, you know sometimes if you get tired or wore out or there's been a lot going on um, I just try to wake up in the morning and say today is a new day and remember to do the best that I can mm-hmm. in everything that we're doing. Um, so I think that's been kind of a key to my success throughout is, um, you know, it's easy to to get tired or it's easy to um, maybe not always be energetic or um, mm-hmm. ready to go, but I think um, if you come to work with that mindset of, hey, I'm here to do the best that I can for whoever walks through my door. My door's mm-hmm. open. Um, I think that's just been the, the kind of the, I, get, I would say the key then would be like my mindset that I carry. Mm-hmm. Um, the mindset that I carry every day um, and what I need to, to do uh, to the best of my ability. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, hope, I hope that makes sense. No, it does, yeah, yeah. And I think, <laughs> I, I think a mindset is a big part of everything. I mm-hmm. mean, if you focus on the negative things, I mean, these, this is energy you can focus on being positive mm-hmm. and being grateful and, and understanding yeah. like this is the opportunity that I have and then like you said do your job and then that's it's funny because um, I just watched a uh, movie on Bill Belichick if you know who Bill Belichick mm-hmm. and his biggest phrase is do your job like yeah. forget everything else forget what's going on at home mm-hmm. forget you know what what's the adversity that you're going through or forget like what you don't have like just do your job that's all you have to do and if you do your job you can do it successfully and most likely you, you'll you'll win in that yeah. in that perspective and so I want to talk about um, you know, the definition of winning, I think as a player and as an athlete and a competitive person, you're like winning is wins and losses. You know, what's this, what's the score on the, on the scoreboard? But I think for me, I think that kind of changed as I started to work um, in college athletics and being in the athletic department. You know, my, my definition of winning is different now. It's not wins or losses. It's, okay, how can I help you do your job the best? How can I help you reach your highest potential? And I think that's the way I see winning now so what would your definition of winning be winning be as a college athletic administrator i would say as a college athletic administrator and kind of the more you grow up and the more experience you get i guess for me um has kind of been learning that you know it's it's really not about you mm-hmm. you know um so yeah you're you're growing in your career you're trying to better yourself mm-hmm. you're trying to trying to you know be a good leader and and learn as much as you can and uh, develop as much as you can so you can be the best you can for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say just winning as a as an administrator is just realizing that you know I'm here because of other people. Yeah. yeah. And um, I hope to do that for others now. Yeah. So I think the more um, selfless you can be, um, I would say that would that I would I feel makes you a a winning at a collegiate athletic mm-hmm. administrator because mm-hmm. you're not you're not on the sideline you're not no, no. you're not getting those wins and losses you're not counting your record um, by games but uh, you kind of look at it as um, you're here to try to to manage a department and give everybody the best opportunity to be successful mm-hmm. and I think that's where that selflessness attitude comes in is yes you got to come to work and be the best that you can every day and develop yourself yeah but you're also doing that to to help others that come in into into the department because they 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 you know we are student athletes 
our coaches, they commit to this university. Mm-hmm. You know, their mm-hmm. their commitment is to this university, and they're here to do the best that they can as well. Yeah. And so as a college administrator, you know, that's what you need to bring to the table back to them is what can you do um, to help them in their commitment back to the university. So it's, it's a, again, it kind of kind of comes back to that relationship and, and how you build it. And I would say just if, if I'm at the end of my career, if, if I could be say that I'm a successful collegiate athletic administrator throughout my whole career, um, I would say that I would hope that I was just selfless in helping others mm-hmm. and, and just seeing other people move on and grow in their life yeah, and take yeah. what they've learned as well from the University of Minnesota Kirkson. And then you touched base on it, and that's, like, one of my favorite sayings is how, like, um, we don't work for the employees. Or the employees don't work for us. We work for the employees. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that thing, like you said, like, we're not – the student athletes are not here for us. We're here for the student athletes. Yeah. And then so with the year of 2019 coming to an end, what would you – how would you sum up this year for you? Sum- if you sum it up in one one word or a couple words if you have to. Well, um sum up and you put me on the spot again (laughs) um I would say this year has been it's been challenging yeah um there's it's been challenging for our our smaller institution because we're going through a lot of changes Mm -hmm. but I think they're they're good changes in the long run so I'd say it's been challenging um but it's also been a a good year of development Mm -hmm. um because Mm -hmm. in January of 2019 is when I took over the wellness center so I added a different duty Mm -hmm. um again to my job title um, so, but I, so I'd say from that end of it and being, um, the director of a, of a whole building and overseeing a large student staff, um, I would say I've developed a lot and just my own leadership skills and how to run a, a, a building or a department, my, mm-hmm. um, even though obviously under the direction of, of Steph Helgeson, but being able to have kind of that autonomy to, to do what I need to do to try to take the wellness center in a, in a certain direction. So I would say it's been challenging, but at the same time develop very, a good year of development as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. That's a, I think that's a good way to put it. Mine's my actually to sum up my year is probably transition. I'd probably say this year's, this year's been a year of transition for myself as well. And so what I like to do at the end of every podcast, um, I like to ask, you know, what is a quote that you remember, your favorite quote, or something that you've modeled your life around? Something my dad would always preach, or my parents, but my dad would especially always preach, um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And he would say that from the time we, I probably was six years old from the time (laughs) I remember him saying that to us. And he would constantly preach that. So that's something that I've um, taken with me, just the simple golden rule. And that really comes from my parents. Um, you know, even if someone is hasn't been nice to you or hasn't, you know, you don't know what's going on in their day. Yeah, so yeah. just treat them the way you'd rather you'd want to be treated. And um, so I'd say that's it's the golden rule for me is just mm-hmm. to treat others as you want, as you myself want to yeah. be treated. Because, I mean, we, we can never know what's going on in somebody else's yeah. life. So, I mean, they could be going through something tough. And, I mean, the, be- the, the, the best thing we can do is treat them with kindness. Yep. Um, so... Thank you, Camille, for jumping on the podcast. I very appreciate it. And I don't think I've ever told you, but um, throughout my time here, I've actually been like with everybody here. You're probably I'm probably the most afraid of you just because of the way how nicely you treat me. So anytime that uh, something comes up, if I screw up or anything and I have to come to you, it's like the worst, worst time of my life. But it's always great having these great conversations and you helping me out. 
thank you everybody for joining me in episode seven of Sports as a Job podcast. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to take a listen. I know it's the holidays, so happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or whatever it is you do celebrate today. I just hope you have a good day. More importantly, I hope you finish the year of 2019 strong. Secondly, there are two things I must ask of you. One, if you found value from this podcast and this episode, please share it with others. The gift of knowledge is invaluable. And if they can learn something from this, I hope they can. Secondly, please like, subscribe, and more importantly, leave a review. Whether or not you're giving me five, four, three, two, or one stars, good or bad, I want to hear it all. Give me feedback on how I can improve my craft or tell me if this is bringing value to you. Again, I appreciate you taking the time out of the day to join me. And again, we are all on our own journeys, but you are not alone. The journey continues.